Uh, all right, so we are recording. Today I have on Katina Martinez. She is a Stamping Up affiliate instructor, uh, coach. She teaches people uh, a bunch of different types of DIY crafts, and she works uh, through Stampin' Up, the Stampin' Up company for some of her products and also has her own products, including uh, live training courses and groups online. So, Katina, thank you for coming on. Thank you. I'm excited. Definitely. So I like to start off with an easy question. This one is uh, should be. So what is the most exciting thing that you're working on right now and why is that? Oh, I really loved this question when I saw it. And the thing that I'm always working on is exciting is uh, my memory keeping stuff. So uh, it includes a lot of different things. I have a membership site where people pay to be a part of that. And we do memory keeping projects. So you can kind of see behind me, I have all of these colorful albums. Yeah. are all memory keeping albums. So we dive in and we look at ways to document your life in an everyday way that is not overwhelming and is not that you can't keep up on and um, continue to do because we're all so busy now, right? So the thought of taking on that process is, can be overwhelming. So that currently in the summertime is always when I tackle some really big projects because my kids are home. And Mm. so that is um, something that's exciting that we're working on. We just dove in. I had a live class this week and we just dove into like, what are we working on? What do you want to tackle? Oh, wow. And so these classes, are these all live or do you have ones that you do like on on Facebook or with some sort of group online as well? So my um, life simply documented is through a Facebook group currently. That's Mm -hmm. where we gather and that's where we um, kind of connect. Um, My classes that I do are pre-recorded, so they are meant to be a class that you can take at any time um, and fit it into your life. So I do all of the pre-recording and the content, and then it usually works where it is released on a weekly basis, but Mm -hmm. then it's all housed on my website where you can access it and take it at any time where you can take it multiple times. Okay, I see. So the people who are in your group, coaching program or your group crafts program, they have access to all these recordings, yes. these projects. Yes. Uh, yep. Okay. I see. And, and it's like access. They have what? Continual access. So they okay. can continue to access it at any time. Like once they've purchased mm-hmm. the class content. Okay. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. Like if someone buys into this group, the group, the activities group or the coaching group, do they have access to all these, like the backlog of, Yes, they do. So when you become a member, my my hope, because my desire is to work with people um, on a weekly basis or daily basis. So I really want to help you. Like I always say to people, um, I wish I could just come sit at your dining room table and help you with this project. But I can't, right? So instead, we have this group where you can access um, not only all of the classes that I've taken, but also I'm continually learning how to do things and the best way to do things. And we talk about photography and, um, there's a wide range of things that we talk about. So you always have access to those things and then they can, you know, once they decide they don't want to do the group anymore, then they don't have access to those things. Um, unless it's a class they've purchased. And then I always make sure they have that particular class content always even if they left the membership group okay wow that's that's 
that's a lot of different stuff. So just to recap, I'm trying to make sure I got all this. You have the, the in-person coaching classes, the online database of recorded uh, craft classes. You have some of the Stampin' Up! affiliate products. And then is there anything else? Um, no, I think that covers it. I mean, with Stampin' Up! because it is a direct, a direct sales-based um, company, I do have a team of people that then I'm – you know, leading and, and helping do their own stamping up business the way they want to do it. So I have, you know, team members that are just doing local classes. I have people who are wanting to start online businesses. It's a wide range. Um, and then people who just want to craft with me. So we just get together online and we craft or we get together in person and we craft. So there's that aspect too. So it is a lot to juggle around. Great. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a lot. And you're, you know, as you mentioned, you have a couple of kids you're taking care of. So is this a, is this a full time thing for you now? Was it always? Yeah. How did how did that happen? Um, actually, I had no desire to do this full time. Um, I I always had. Well, I had a website and a YouTube channel long before I started doing this. I just have always had a desire to um, create things and share with people. Like that is a huge desire um, that I've had. And being a stay-at-home mom and kind of being, you know, having kids at home, we didn't always have Facebook. We didn't always have Instagram. I know it's hard to believe that we didn't always have these social media platforms that bring us together. So yeah. what we used to have was message boards. And in order to share things um, in depth, you really had to have like a blog or a YouTube channel. And so that's kind of how I got started. And I stumbled across Stampin' Up! and... Um, just thought, well, I want the discount and it's super easy and thought it was a scam. I really thought, you know, this is just a big scam. And Wait, I which part not. of it? Why did you well, think it was the, a scam? The selling, you know, the selling to people and uh, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. encouraging people to sign up with you. I thought, oh my God, the, it's the biggest scam in the world, right? Yeah. But the company I found was amazing and I could really stand behind their product and their beliefs and, um, so I was like, okay, I'll do this. And then I just had a couple people buy from me because I was sharing it. I was naturally sharing something I loved. And so I was like, oh, that first commission check I got, I was like, oh, this is kind of amazing. Like maybe I could make something from this yeah, so yeah. very, very quickly. Like my second year I was in the top 100. I earned the incentive trip. I very quickly was like, I have a vision and I can make this happen. Yeah. A video camera. Like that's all I have. I have a video camera and a phone that takes photos. Like I can do this. So that's kind of how it got started. And now I definitely, I'm full time. I mean, I work sometimes 18 hours a day doing this. Yeah. Well, that's it. It sounds exciting. It sounds pretty motivating at that point. Yes. Um, that's it's always cool. different and there's always things to overcome. And I always have a million ideas that I want to do and never enough time. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. So, okay. You have a million ideas. Like what would be, I guess on your ideal circumstance, the next product that you'll come up with or type of product line or offering that you'll have for your audience? Um, well, currently, I mean, I am in the process of, getting a website together for my membership group. So okay. I mean, I think you have things that with each, with each step of your business, you have new things that you have to overcome. Yeah. And once I started a membership group, what I realized is people 
um, joining and dropping becomes a problem because you can't have people having access to paid content that other people are paying for. So mm. currently, I mean, my biggest dream right now is having a really secure website for my membership group because okay. my ultimate desire is not to be in the top 100 of Stampin' Up! or at the top of the company. My ultimate desire is to connect with people and encourage them to do everyday documentation and to have classes that I can do. Um, and uh, I've never been a dreamer of having my own product. I mean, that's why I like being a part of Stampin' Up! because I just have access to products that I trust and I don't have yeah. to design it. I don't yeah. have to come up with it. I don't have to ship it. Like nothing. Um, but I do desire greatly to connect with people. So mm -hmm. I would love to have that solid place where I felt really confident about it and one day be able to connect in person with people and have, um, you know, retreats of some type or places where we were physically meeting where I could, um, teach and share the things I love. Oh, nice. So you're, you're pretty into the meetup meetup. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, and connecting, I mean, that's, that's really what you find in this community. I feel like any kind of DIY community, I feel like people are wanting to connect with people, whether it is, you know, the planner community or the card making community, there is a desire for us to connect and create things together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's, that, is, that is pretty interesting. I agree. In the DIY community, that seems to be a bigger thing than a lot of other online communities. Yeah. So with that, you are doing the live classes. You don't, you don't have these plans to, you know, worry about the product so much. What, what sort of events would you like to do? Like you seem to be really passionate about the documenting your life aspect of this and then really passionate about connecting with your audience personally. Like what type of events, are there anything else besides the classes that you'd like to do live? So currently I actually have on the books on June 23rd, we have a team um, meeting that is happening in person. It's our very first one. And some of those things that are happening on that end are some more business related things. So doing this, I really did not have any experience doing any of this at all. Okay. And I've learned a lot. And one thing that, um, always comes up as other people wanting to do this. So one of the things we're doing at that event that's coming up is teaching some of that, some of the organizational stuff with business behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And then some of the, the filming and the photography that happens, the marketing, I always say like, I really should have like got some type of degree in marketing. Cause it's all I do. Like it's all oh, yeah. I I'm doing yeah. so um definitely that is a huge part of what I love doing too is helping other women be successful mm -hmm. I feel like there is enough business in this world for all of us and I want to see women supporting each other instead of feeling the competition that women often feel especially in these types of communities um I want to encourage them that we can all do this we're all better together doing it yeah, no, I agree. And I think the business part is pretty, pretty fun once you get into it. It's funny too, because when I speak with people in DIY, you wouldn't, you know, it seems like such a, uh, a non-business type of niche, but most of the people I've spoken with could go and be, you know, like business consultants at this point with the yeah. amount of marketing experience they've had to have. 
to grow, yes. uh, you know, their DIY community. So. Right. Well, you never, um, I think too, it looks kind of easy, right? When you see mm -hmm. something DIY or crafty. Yeah. Uh, for a long time, my husband was like, well, it's nice that you get to play with your craft supplies all day. And mm -hmm. then as he started to see everything I go through to run a business, he was like, oh, like there's a lot more to it. Like and sometimes people will say when they get into it like oh I miss crafting or I miss the DIY part of it because other things begin to take over doing this yeah yeah daily deals and outreach yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah setting up events definitely uh and you know speaking of worrying about other things you have it looks like a website lovinglifelittleblessings.com you have your youtube channel Christina martinez you have a pretty impressive pinterest page so how do you manage you know syndicating your content all over these platforms and what do you focus on out of those so my number one advice to anybody who's doing this mm -hmm. comes from a place of pick one thing yeah. like pick one place where you can be effective for a long time i look at my website it's like my house it holds everything that i do and mm -hmm. i'm not dependent on facebook to make sure my con if facebook went away tomorrow what would happen to all that content i put on facebook it would go away so what i do is my website is that place where i put everything and i filter everything too so that it's protected and then i you know back my website up every week and if i lost it i could put it back up um for a long time my focus was youtube i was putting yeah. out four videos a week and it's a lot i mean my videos are edited and they're recorded and they um, it's, it's, it's a process. Um, I have found that YouTube has kind of started to slip over the last few months. So I go, okay, where can I put my focus? That's going to be effective. Facebook mm -hmm. is huge right now. And Facebook lives are huge. So, um, I feel like you've got to pick one place and you've got to be consistent in that place. Yeah. Um, wherever it is for you. Some people like Instagram because it's a very happy place to be. I don't, I find it hard to, to turn over cells within Instagram. Same thing with Pinterest. I really would rather remove my eyeballs with a spoon than deal with Pinterest. So my mom does it. My mom takes <laughs> all my Pinterest stuff. Okay. Um, okay. And you said you don't like Instagram either. I do. I do like Instagram, but I have a hard time converting cells. Like, oh, I see, I see. Yeah. People like your stuff and I like to follow people, but I find the turnover is a little bit hard. So yeah. what I do is my main focus is Facebook, Instagram, and then my website and YouTube, you know, go hand in hand with that. And then everything else, like I don't do Twitter. It never worked for me. It never, I never understood it. I think I'm, a generation too far ahead to understand Twitter. So like I, I don't never, get it either. So yeah. So I, I never know. Um, I know people in this industry that do it that swear yeah. by it. Yeah. But I think whatever it is, wherever you're putting your focus and being consistent, that's what you're gonna swear by. I swear by YouTube. When people say to me they're not doing YouTube and wanting to do this business, I think they're crazy because I'm yeah. like, it's how I've built everything I have has been Every customer I've ever got, every team member I've ever received has been from YouTube. So, um, you know, if you're consistent in one area, you will see results. It's the consistency that people miss, I think, when they're trying to do everything. It's just impossible. Yeah, 
No, I totally agree. I totally agree. If if I was someone doing DIY though for the first time and I heard that, I'd think, okay, I'm gonna do crafts or have this storyline and put together these, you know, craft videos, maybe tutorials, put them out on YouTube, but then what? Like how do you get traction from there? What was the first way that you got traction? Just interaction with the audience via so comments or how did that happen? Yes. I definitely think interaction with who whoever is taking the time, this is the way I look at it. If mm -hmm. somebody is taking the time to watch my video and invite me into their life and leave a comment for me, I absolutely have respect and gratefulness for that. So yeah interacting with them you know i think people just want to be heard they just want to connect with you so i think interacting that's where i did a lot of it through youtube and then at the time in the beginning i was really pushing people to my website and like yeah. it was a video and a website like go here and look at a supply list and whatnot um i'm a big believer in probably everybody's buying from everybody like my customers are probably buying from other demonstrators. And so I interact with them and I am grateful for them and I let them know that and I do my best for them. Customer service is the very best thing that you can have. Now I kind of am pushing people to my Facebook page because I have groups there and I have a lot more um, kind of overall, I have this like circle of things that are happening on Facebook. So I'm kind of trying to push people there and kind of get them in that circle of things that are happening. Um, but again, I'm just now kicking up my um, consistency on Facebook and starting to see it grow and starting to see um, more um, interaction with people and new customers. So I definitely think you got to pick that one thing and you got to be consistent with it. And then you don't always see results right away. I mean, I didn't see <clears throat> results for several weeks when I first started boosting up my Facebook stuff and it's discouraging. And I think that's why a lot of people stop doing it is they hit a wall of discouragement and they're right there. Like if you just keep going, you're right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I've heard that one a lot. Yeah. Um, so true. So with the DIY stuff, there are a lot of different, like you said, a lot of different demonstrators, different channels. What made you think there was room for the type of craft that you wanted to put online? How did you have that confidence going into YouTube, creating all these, you know, time consuming videos? So I probably didn't have that confidence and I probably, okay. Fair enough. yeah, I probably didn't even, I didn't think that. I just thought I love doing this and I want to share it. Yeah. So I think that I have seen people fail when they come from it from that angle. Like yeah. how can I make myself relevant here? How can I get, how can I catch the wave basically? Mm -hmm. I think if you come from it from, and it's not to say I haven't had struggles and I haven't tried to figure different things out. One of the reasons I have the membership group is because I had a very, very small audience for my membership or for my memory keeping um, topics. I had a very okay. small. So yeah. clearly I want to grow and clearly I want to expand and all of that. And I was not doing that by sharing memory keeping stuff. So I thought, well, let me take the small little group that I have and let us go somewhere else. And then let me share more card making because that's more popular. So that's okay. going to be farther. That's going to get me more YouTube views, which is going to get me 
uh, you know, more YouTube subscribers. Like there is a, a numbers game. So you do have to think about that, but yeah. you really have to come at it from, you have to share what you love and it doesn't matter. There's always going to be somebody I have found in the six years I've done this demonstrators that I thought were amazing, that were at the top that would never go anywhere, have quit doing this. And I'm like, oh, so what, at one point I felt like I was down here and never going to get up here. But like it, you know, it starts to even out the longer you do it. And the more you put your heart out there with what you love doing. Interesting. Yeah. I think the, the part about not paying too much attention to, you know, riding the wave, as you said, I've heard that many times as well, kind of staying, staying the course with your vision. But I also, at the same time, like how you adjusted with that, where you saw that out of the different subjects you were doing, there was a certain one where there was this super hardcore audience, you know, for the life documentation, but then the more popular subject, that card making and things like that, you doubled down on those for your, your, your public, public channel. So That's really in interesting. Yeah, I think knowing, um, for me, I had a lot of advice to just leave the memory keeping stuff behind. Like it yeah. wasn't as, you know, maybe successful as my other stuff was, but that's mm -hmm. my heart and it's what I desire. And so I never wanted to leave that piece behind. So instead I spent many, many sleepless nights trying to figure out how I was going to make both work. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's a trial and error kind of thing. And, uh, my membership group is not, I mean, I'm not having thousands of people in my membership group. It is a small core of people that have been with me from the beginning. And mm -hmm. I say to them, I'm so grateful that they have grace with me and they're kind of on this journey with me. And I'm very upfront about that. Yeah. Um, and then my, my other stuff has taken off because I have more space in the online world now to dedicate to it because all my other stuff is private right but now i have like two jobs <laughs> like now i'm running like two different things so yeah. it's a balancing act always of how you figure it out and what you want to let go of and what you don't and you have to stay true to your heart because otherwise you resent this really difficult job it's really difficult and yeah. you'll be resent it and you will quit if you don't yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, content creation definitely, definitely because yeah. I can't imagine with all the other stuff you're doing for the organization in person events too. Um, so one thing I saw you said, how oh, I read this, maybe it was your site, but you said you're inspired by Becky Hig uh, Higgins' Project Life brand. Uh, what inspiration do you get from her, or do you continue to get from her? You know, how did she kind of give you some direction with how you want to run your business or inspiration? What did you take from her? I guess her uh, brand. I have followed her for a long time. She's been in the crafting industry for a long time. Um, and I have followed her starting up her own business from pretty much the beginning. Okay. And I think that uh, what draws me to her the most is not only her positivity, but the way she inserts herself into her brand. It is something that I um, really strive to do in um, she takes who she is and what she believes and it is her brand. Um, okay. and I, really, I follow her a great deal. I think she um, does a great job of talking about small business, small business, um, and, and starting those. And she's very encouraging to that. And yeah. I think 
we all need somebody that we look at and we think that they're doing it right. Maybe she's not doing it right. Like, right. Like maybe she's not, but from what I see, I feel like she is doing it right. And um, I love supporting her. I mean, I, I comment all the time and say like, I'm, I'm probably going to get arrested one day for stalking her. (laughs) I buy everything she does. And uh, I just, I adore what she's done with her brand and, and how it is who she is. Like, I think it's amazing. It's so hard to do that. And she's done it seamlessly. Yeah. Uh, like what? And you said, you said insert herself into her brand, like really make herself a part of the brand. How do you mean specifically? Do you have like an example you could give? Cause that's really yeah. interesting. You picked that up. Um, one of the things that I see her do, so she does um, several things. So she does the project life, which is the scrapbooking stuff. That's like kind of yeah. where she got started. And one of the things that she does is she does these amazing Instagram stories where she's at home and she's showing you how she has photographed something. So maybe she's put out a photo, you know, in the, you know, earlier in the day of how she photographed, um, you know, a setup for her, for a recipe. And then she'll do this, this thing where she'll show you in her Instagram stories. And she's like, I'm here in my home doing this, but I want you to be a part of it. And I want you to see how I'm doing it. Um, she also talks a lot about, um, personal things that are happening. Like right this week, she's on a, um, social media fast. And so she's included her customers and her audience and her followers that she's doing this and her feelings Mm. behind it. And oftentimes I'm so scared to say, um, you know, particularly this week, like my life is falling apart. My kids, it's crazy. It's summertime. And sometimes it's like, you feel like you have to push this perfect video out and you have to have this perfect content and people forget that you're a person behind that. And oftentimes I'm terrified to share that. And I look at, at Becky and what she does and she says like, I'm taking a social media fast because it's good for my mental health. And I think, oh my word, you're so brave. Like your whole business is online. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, so I think that that is what I appreciate so much about her is her beliefs. It's never something she's pushing on somebody, but it's definitely something she's sharing and she's putting out there in a really very real way. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that's hard, but it is so compelling when people have a good way to share their lives. Cause it's like this right. running storyline, like soap opera. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, I mean, I've had customers who have been with me from the beginning who have seen when my son was born and who will comment and say, oh my gosh, he's getting so big. And to yeah, me, that's like, a while. yeah, it's a long time. Right. And it's, I don't think there's anything greater than that. I don't think there's anything that you, there's, there's no amount of money. I think that is worth having somebody who is invested in your life, who will say that to you or will say you know, I'm thinking of your family or, you know, I've seen amazing things happen in this community online in many different communities, not just the crafting community, but just in communities where you come together with people and connect with them. I just think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's definitely one of the cool aspects of the whole social media thing. Yeah. Despite all the negatives, making friends in real life because of meeting online is definitely one of the the coolest parts. So, man, 
so much stuff you're doing. So what was your background? I just want to talk about this a little bit because it's this always fascinates me with people that go full time online. What was your background prior to this? Uh, did any anything you were doing professionally prior to this prepare you at all to run your company now or totally um, so funny, not really, not really. Uh, <laughs> I was I worked at Starbucks before I did this and I do okay. feel like that prepared me in customer service related. I don't yeah. know how it is now. I mean I haven't worked with Starbucks in a really long time. But when I was working there, they were very, very um, adamant about customer service. And it was something yeah. that I did not do well. I mean, they mm -hmm. always said, you know, people are not paying $4 for a cup of coffee. They're paying for the experience. And so there yeah. was a lot of things that I learned through that training on how to talk to people and how to interact with them. Um, but really, I got married and I had kids and, and I, you know, we started our family. Mm -hmm. And that was like it. I mean, I didn't have anything else really. And I never, I mean, although I never intended on doing this, what happened is I found things I really loved. Photography, mm -hmm. um, doing videos and editing them. I adore that. Um, I always wonder why I didn't do it sooner. Like it seemed scary, I guess at the time to like maybe pick a career in that or like yeah. pick further education in that. But once I was thrust into it, and I had to, and I had this desire to do it better, then I've just built on that. So really, I would say nothing prior to me doing this ever would have ever said that I was qualified to do it. Yeah, ever. that's wild. <laughs> that's pretty intense. Yeah. You just like right off the bat, like start my own company. Um, <laughs> that's impressive. So you said you were just like, had to start doing some of these activities, I guess, because you wanted to keep track of memories, things like that. Why did you feel like until you had to do some of these things, why did you feel like picking one of these avenues for a career or really devoting a lot of time to developing career skills was an, an intimidating thing for you? You said that that's kind of like seemed out of reach almost. Why, why would that be? Interesting. You know, I think that um, it's just a different, I don't think that in the generation that I came from with schooling, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, the thing was that you needed to pick a career that would, it was like a safety thing, you know, yeah. like you go into this career, you know, whatever it is and you, you know, get this and you buy a house and you have kids and you have all, like you have the safety net and then you retire. And I think things have shifted in our society and it's no law. It's like it, when I was in high school, it was like you pick, you know, a college and you do that college and that's it. And then you do your job. And what I have found through what I'm doing is it's always about education. There is always something I'm learning to do. There is always some aspect that I'm like, I need to take a class to do this. I need, and it's very much a building on different aspects of all the things we're doing. And I don't think that was encouraged when I was in school and was going to school. I think it was more about having that one thing and if you just have that one thing, if you're just told to pick the one thing and you've never done anything, how do you know? Like, how yeah. do you know that's the thing? Like, so yeah. this, if you're like, if there had been an offering like, well, why don't, you know, why don't you take a class on editing videos? Why don't mm -hmm. you take a class on photography? Why don't you take a class on marketing? There were probably lots of different aspects that I could have fallen in love with and yes. I could have done a safer job. Um, mm -hmm. but it wasn't, that's not what was offered or what was, um, necessarily taught during that time. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, totally. It's, I could, I can see what you're saying. Like no one would think that, you know, 20 or 30 years ago, no one would think that learning how to do home videos and storylining, like, and, and then right. writing out content would be a million right. dollar skill, but <laughs> lo and behold it is. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's interesting. It would, it is weird though. I think there's a lot of people that are in a similar circumstance where they feel like, you know, it's just playing around with their time to develop some of the skills for, right. for things like content, content production. Cause I don't know why, for whatever reason, content gets like less respect than other types of it does. You know, production, like, but it takes a ton of work, a ton of right. work. Um, <laughs> you got to get coming in. Oh, my husband stopped. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, okay. All good. All good. I only have a couple more questions. Um, one of them is resources. Are there any books or mentors you use or courses or resources you'd recommend for someone trying to you know, start their own thing online or in the DIY space? Uh, that is like a relative question, right? I um, have a stack of books over here on this bookshelf that are, you know, uh, for every everything from, um, you know, time management to, um, you know, more inspirational stuff like, you know, how to not procrastinate. And, you know, there's a wealth of information in, in, in books these days. And oftentimes, um, I will hear of one from someone else and I'll read it. Um, I think that's always the best thing that you can do is you can invest in yourself and invest in the time it takes to do that. I have found like creative live, um, has been a really oh, yeah. amazing uh, resource for, you know, like if I, I needed to learn Photoshop, I had never used the, and I needed it particularly for something I was doing. And I was like, okay, we'll just go take a class on it. Find a class. Mm -hmm. um, in the very beginning when I was doing this, you know, Google is your best friend. YouTube is your best friend. I mean, you yeah. can find anything that you need to in those resources. Sometimes it's just better for your time to just go purchase a class. Like yeah. sometimes yeah. it's just easier because all of the content is there. Um, but really I, I love researching. I love to research. So anything that I've come up against, I'm just like, I'll figure it out. I mean, I spent lots yeah. of times no, like my website, when it first started, I did it. I learned how to code. I learned how to write the code I needed. Um, and then I didn't have time. So I was like, you know what? I just, now my time is worth something. So I'm paying somebody X amount of money to do it for me. So I don't have to think about it. So I think investing in yourself and believing that you can do it, like believing that you have the, the, ability to do it is really important and diving out and just type it into Google and you're going to find a resource. You're going to find a book. You're going to yeah. find something. Um, and then, you know, I love, I love Ted talks and I love podcasts. There's several podcasts that I listen to right now that keep me encouraged in business. Mm -hmm. And I listen to them nightly. I mean, it's like, I I'll feel it. I'll be like, I can't do this anymore or I want to quit and I will put on a podcast and feel the encouragement of what I need to make it through. So, I mean, there's so many resources that we have available now. Like, like which podcast? I have to ask now. My favorite, good. my favorite, favorite, favorite podcast of all time is called Bean Boss. And Bean it's Boss. Bean Boss. It's two chicks and they are being boss. They're starting businesses and they're creatives. One second. Let me just tell, I have company here. Hold on one second. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah sorry, I'm wrapping up my interview. So just come on in to the living room. I'll be right there. 
Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no, I'll so, go. We can edit that. Don't worry. So, um, yeah, so the, that one. And then my other favorite one is Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. <laughs> nice. Armchair Expert. I like it. <laughs> so those are two that are really good. Nice. Great. All right. Well, I know you probably got to go soon. This is my last question. Is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have? Uh, no, I think you covered it. You were great. I think these are all really important questions that I wish I would have had access to when I was starting out. There yeah. are so many questions people have when they're starting to do this. And I just look back, you know, six, seven years ago, and I just wish I would have had something to like mm -hmm. look at and hear honesty of what it's really like. Cause it's not, yeah. it's not easy. It's not always easy. But, um, so I think these kinds of questions are great to ask and to reach out to people. Thanks. Well, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to cut it. We can chat after, but I really appreciate you coming on and giving people a little bit of your you know, knowledge you've gained along this, this uh, journey. Thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Katina.